Welcome to Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle, the only podcast where you'll learn how successful people just like you have grown their businesses, expanded their influence, and made more money by writing a book. On each episode, you'll learn the inside secrets to help you create a book that can serve as a powerful marketing tool to skyrocket your business. I'm your host, Dan Janelle. I help thought leaders, business executives, and entrepreneurs write their books. To find out more, go to writeyourbookinaflash.com. Welcome, everyone. I'm delighted to welcome Bonnie Budzowski. How are you today, Bonnie? I'm just great, Dan. Thank you for asking. I hope you're well also. Very, very well. Thank you very much. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your special skills? Okay. Well, thank you for asking. So I am the owner or principal of a company called Gravitas Press. We work with folks very close to the kind that you work with, entrepreneurs, business owners, and other folks who want to brand themselves or spread their message or increase their credibility footprint by becoming an author. Fantastic. So you've worked with a lot of thought leaders writing their books what do you how do you see a thought leadership book different from a big business card book ah uh, well a thought leader book has to have something in it that's genuinely new you know i, I or genuinely engaging or a, i'd call it a contribution to the conversation you know a lot of people are writing books as business cards. And there's not anything wrong with that. I think that they're great. They do a great thing. But they tend to be pretty straightforward facts, figures, or ideas, or processes, or how-tos. And a thought leader book may have those things, but also interesting perspectives or blending perspectives so that they're adding something new to the conversation. So that's important. The other thing that's important is a thought leader has to have his or her finger on trends, you know, things that are changing, things that are on the horizon, um, and helping people to be not only where they need to be in thought and leadership in the current place, but building skills and seeing what's around the corner so that I can figure out how I do what I do better and lead other people to success in a sustainable way. Great. That's, that's a lot to think about. A friend of mine wrote a thought leadership book about sales, and he has different tastes on sales. There are thousands of books on sales. And he, he wrote a book that was quite different, and HarperCollins bought it, and they sold you know tens of thousands of books. So there's something to be said for using your thinking cap and uh, being ahead of the crowd or thinking differently and leading people along the way. So when you work with clients like that, do they come to you with an outline that's fully formed or do you work with them to figure out what's new? Do you become more of a writing partner for them or, or, or t- tell me how that whole process works? Sure. I, I like to think of myself as a thought partner. Um, and that means that uh, most of my clients come with ideas and with expertise and knowledge, but not necessarily with an outline. Um, And I like to just – I spend usually three or four phone calls or sessions with folks just struggling through what's the strategic direction of this book and how do we figure that out. So we we like to make a mess in terms of the beginning and then figure out strategically what do people – 
really need and want to know. Um, what do they need to explore to move to the next step? And then we work through that and come out with something. I call it a roadmap or a blueprint rather than an outline. If I think about an outline, I think about some, you know, sixth grade teacher that made me line up all my A's and B's. And um, that's not just practical. So I help help folks come up with what I call a blueprint and think of every chapter as a series of chunks that then we can string together in a really compelling way to make an excellent book. That's great. And you, in the green room, you told me that uh, some of your clients actually take close to two years to write a book. Is that the average or what, what could people expect? Uh, most of my clients take somewhere between 12 and 18 months. Um, sometimes it takes up to 24 months, though. Um, and that's typically somebody that's doing research, you know, or we we often work with folks who, you know, they have a, a whole base of expertise, but part of their process is to interview other experts so that it's not just their book. It's it's a book of a collection or of input, at least, and engagement with experts in the field. So that really, you know, that adds some depth, but it takes some time. Um, yeah. well, d- definitely. One of the other people that I've interviewed on my podcast uh, is a professor, and he actually interviewed upwards of 150 people for his book. And he took three years to write the first draft, and then he mm. tore it apart because the writing process helped him figure out where he wanted to go. So sure. your, your clients are doing a lot of research as well. How do you help them decide what should be in the book and what shouldn't be in the book? Because a book can only be so many words, even a thought leadership book. How, right. how do you make that right. painful decision of what to include and what not to include? Well, for starters, I'd like to say I I don't encourage, I mean, I don't typically work with clients that have, um, you know, that have (laughs) 100 interviews. Um, I'm working on a shorter timeline than that. And also, (laughs) I'm very good at saying, you know, we we do have to get this done. We don't want (laughs) to, we don't, my clients want a book in the marketplace for strategic marketing reasons. So they don't want to write a magnus opus that is forever. Um, But, but some of that's, what needs to be in the book and what can stay out is part of that initial planning thing. Um, and it's a question of, you know, I have focus questions. One is, what's your definition of success about this book? Number two, who is your target audience and who isn't, right? Um, how are you going to get them to pay attention in the tsunami of stuff that's out there? How can we focus this book so it really makes sense to somebody that, that needs it? Um, and then four, we talk through things like, are you writing a comprehensive book or are you writing a narrow book? And as you know, Dan, I, you know, you're a lot better off in sales and time and everything if you write a narrow targeted book, right? Then if you try to say, this is everything you should know about child rearing um, or everything you should know about cooking or whatever it is, everything you should know about leadership, you know, well, if I'm focused and I say, everything you need to know about growing capacity in a leader, then I know what to keep in and what to throw out. Great answer. What, uh, how long are thought leadership books today? How long are they? Well, you know, I don't, I don't know that there's a good answer to that. Um, 
I, I know that a traditional publishing book, published book would be 300 pages long or something like that. My clients tend to be anywhere between, I'd say 200 and 300 pages. I think you can put a good, strong, valuable book on the market for 150 pages. Um, so I'd say somewhere between 150 and 300. And how many words would that be? Well, uh, 40,000, 50,000, the, the highest level would be 60,000 is about a 300 word page book, I believe. Okay, great. Our, our audience needs to know those kinds of things because Absolutely. they don't do this as often as you do. Uh, what are some of the biggest mistakes or uh, that the people make when they come to you and they, they, they uh, well, let me start again. Have, 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 do people come to you with a first draft and say, here it is, let's make it better? People sometimes do. That's not, you know, I'm not the very best person for that because okay. I'm a strategist. Um, you know, when someone comes and they say, here's a draft, um, let's make it better. They're looking for an editor, um, a big picture editor or an editor. And we may well give people feedback that the, what we like to do is work with folks from the beginning so mm -hmm. that we can ask those tight, strong questions that, that, that drive the book. Because if, if someone comes to you and they have a, a book that they're, they want to publish and they've written it, they're already married to that book. Mm -hmm. um, and that doesn't, that doesn't mean it's bad. It doesn't mean it's just I can't give that person the best value unless they're really willing to take a step back and, and you know, and, and look at it a little bit differently. Uh, and, and if somebody just needs an editor, I send them to an editor. We are, our whole firm is we're thought leadership partners, often co-designers, co-writers, and even ghostwriters for thought thought partners or thought leaders. Excuse me. Great, that helps explain. I, I was going to ask if you did see a first draft, what would be the common mistakes that you see? So we're not going to go there, but I wanted to let you know why I asked that question. You <laughs> no, answered of course. It, you answered it better. I than will I tell you. Can asked, I can I say it. what I think the biggest mistake people make? Well, sure. And, and that's writing the book from their perspective rather than from their reader's perspective. Well, In other words... What's the difference? Yeah. Well, you know, if, if it's like going into a doctor's office and prescribing for a condition that the patient doesn't even recognize he has. He's not going to come back. But if a patient comes in and says, my big toe hurts... <laughs> then you could look at the big toe and figure it out. Um, I think people, consultants and, and, you know, consultants and coaches especially, you know, they have a process and they, they want to kind of stick it on top um, where the best books are like, you know, tell me, um, well, here's an example. Um, a great book title, a friend of mine wrote, it's called, But I Might Need It Someday. <laughs> so, it's not about, and it's about decluttering. You know, if I write how to declutter, that's very different than how my my reader would say it, you know. And if you say, but I might need it someday, well, I can write a book that says, boy, how do we deal with that struggle that you have that you want to get rid of clutter as opposed to do X, Y, Z and your house will be decluttered. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, not to get too personal, but... I remember growing up and our basement was full of lamps that needed to be fixed because one day we might need it. 
<laughs> exactly. And so so nobody has to sell you that book, right? right? Or explain what's it about or what problem does it solve, right? Sure. And if you feel you have that problem, you you'll buy the book or right. and there and you know, buy the consultant too. Right. Let me go back to something you said just very recently. I want to uh, expand on this to, to make sure it's completely understood. You said that coaches have a process and they want to stick it on top. Does that mean that you, they want to impose their outline, their thought process, their way of working to the detriment of the author? Or is, was, is this a good thing or a bad thing? I think, oh, it's a bad thing. And here's, here's what mm-hmm. I mean. Here's yeah. what I mean by that. Um, so uh, I'll just use an analogy. Suppose that, that um, I invite a salesperson in my house and I say, I, I need some new windows, okay? Mm-hmm. Or I want to I do something. Or maybe, maybe it's I want to do something about the, um, the escaping heat in my house or the, my heating bills or something like that. Well, a person, that person might come in instead of saying, let's look at, Let's look at what's going on in your house. He might say, I, I sell windows, and that's all I'm going to talk about, and that's all I'm mm. going to look at. So I, I think that the best authors look at their audience and say, what's, you know, what is, how does this person perceive this problem, and how can I speak to that problem rather than speak to my specific solution alone? And that doesn't mean if I'm a window salesman or I like windows a lot, I don't talk about them and look at them. But I don't, I don't like walk in the door and say, you need a window. Right. When there's a big hole in the door itself and the, <laughs> all the heat is going there. Right. Yeah, that, that's, so, a, that's a brilliant analogy because as some people, I remember being at an art fair one time. And uh, one of the vendors had this beautiful backgammon board. I love playing backgammon. But it was a small, it was, it was maybe an inch, pieces of an inch wide. I, I, I played in tournaments where you had like two inch big pieces of that, the backgammon uh, 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 chips. And mm-hmm. you just slam them down. There's something just physical, physically nice about picking up a big heavy piece and slamming it down and all that good stuff. So I asked him if he could make a board with two inches two inch pieces. And he said, no. And I was like, well, aren't you in the business of making boards? Well, no, <laughs> he was in the business of making boards that were one and a half inches long or one inch long That's or right. whatever. And all his legs were set up that way and all of his tools and whatever else goes into making a board. And he would not deviate from that pattern. And I could just imagine in your analogy of having an author working with a consultant who wanted that author to fit into their mold instead of finding right. someone like you who is adaptable and can work very nicely uh, to to help the the author meet their needs because sometimes they don't know how to get there and you do right. and that's right. where your 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 expertise adds additional value so that that's that's yeah. very clever I hadn't thought about things like that that's yeah. that's really good good thank uh, you. So let me just to say one more thing about that from an author's perspective, you know, if you're designing a book or strategizing, one of the ways that I, I say it to somebody that I'm trying to convince to do that as an author is to say, forget what it is that you know and figure out what your target audience will pay to know. And that's the book you want to write. Oh, love it. What will your target audience pay to know? Perfect. Great. Cool. As we wrap up here, do you have any final words of wisdom to share? 
Well, I do. You know, I'm, um, I, you, I heard a little bit about your your target audience or the people that are tuning into this broad, broadcast and that that they struggle with getting a book out the door. They're looking for tips and they're looking for ways to actually get a book project done. So what I would encourage them to do, my tip is to stop thinking about writing a book, but think about writing chunks of content that you're going to string together. Because I, I read, I can't remember the author's name, but he said, I, I don't have any idea how to write a book. I just, it's too much. I can't do it. But I can write one chapter. Mm-hmm. And to me, I can write one section of a cap- chapter, you know, and then I string them together. So if you can create a really good plan, a really good roadmap, and then do it in chunks, it all of a sudden becomes manageable. Anyone can write a book. Um, Just do it in chunks. Fantastic. Those are words to live by. Bonnie, why don't you tell people who your ideal client is and how they can get in touch with you? All right. Well, thank you. My ideal client is, is someone who is interested in writing a book to grow a footprint as a thought leader and wants somebody to work with them in a way that helps them strategically create a book that is going to be an outstanding marketing tool um, and will manage the whole process. So we work from start to finish, from strategy all the way through to publication. And that means that that person gets to spend his or her energy generating revenue (laughs) while we over here figure out how to produce the book and manage the project so you don't have to learn about ISBN numbers or anything like that. But but we want to be co-thought leaders and co-thinkers and co-producers with people that want to write a book to make a real difference in the world as well as in their business. Fantastic. And what is your website address? It is Gravitas Press. It's www.gravitaspress.com. Um, and you can find me also at Bonnie at gravitaspress.com. Great. And you've also written a book. What is the title of that book? The title of uh, my book is Does My Business Need a Book? And it's it's the subtitle is Six Reasons. The answer is a resounding yes. Um, <laughs> right. and, uh, and it tells stories um, of my clients and reasons, you know, what kind of ROI can you expect if you make an investment of time and money into this really powerful tool? Fantastic. We couldn't let this uh, episode end without you mentioning the name of your book. Thank you, Bonnie. (laughs) My pleasure. It's good to be with you, Dan. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle, the only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book. If you'd like to write your book but don't know where to start, you can find great information at writeyourbookinaflash.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.